0: Dobro elitsa nango se radvan te vidia Wow, Eric, good morning. That was good. Hey, you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh, the fun startup podcast. I'm your host, Eric Milcher. On ICL, we interview an innovative entrepreneur in the European tech startup scene every week. My goal is to have my guests share their wisdom while having a little fun in the process. Now let's dive in. Did you know that having a chatbot on your website, can allow you to automate up to 75% of your customer questions and inquiries with a conversational AI digital assistant. Well, my guest today is Bulgarian entrepreneur Eli Stoilova, founder of omni AI. Umni is a no code platform that helps businesses create, manage, and train AI chatbots for their website without any technical knowledge. Eliza has over 20 years' experience in the hotel industry and has successfully created, developed, and implemented strategies when it comes to marketing and operations. Ellie, welcome to Innovators Can Laugh.
1: Thank you for the inviting me to this wonderful podcast, Eric.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Okay, so I want to talk about love at first sight. Okay, but not the kind that most people immediately think of, but another experience that you had. When you were watching a YouTube video about chatbot and paralegals, what did you discover and why did you feel that way, Ellie?
1: Yeah, that's a long story. And it comes from the time when I was working at a hotel in Mariana Islands in Asia Pacific. I was working during the high season, some 16, 18 hours a day. And one night at two o'clock in the morning, I was so exhausted from my work and it was actually all repeating repeater and task the same questions customers ask, just hundreds of customers that change in front of your face. You don't remember them. The questions are the same. It's like a Grand Soul Day, the movie. <laughs> and in the morning, when I was in my car, totally exhausted, didn't have time to eat nothing that day. I got a call from a customer asking me to translate to the waiter to not put onion on the pizza. And I was like, What really? I had a break moment at that time, and I promised myself that something has to change. It's not normal to have such a waste of time for human beings. That's not fair to people that do these jobs, really, believe me. So I started searching for various instruments to make the communication, to put the information between me and the customer. So. When the customer come to me, I'm okay to speak again 16 hours a day with him, but it has to have value for me to as an employee. It has to make me want to go to job, learn new things, be a better professional. So during my job in hospitality, I was testing different instruments. Even wrote the first website myself just to put information on it and to share it with customers. (laughs) So really, I was one of the first people on the islands doing, at that time it was called web marketing, not a digital marketing, because all the customers were abroad, other side of the ocean. Uh So the only way to get to them was to go digital. I was writing tourist guidebooks, printing them, designing them, anything that I could do, but it was not enough. And when I came back to Bulgaria and started, thinking what's next. One day I was watching a YouTube video and they were discussing chatbot paralegals and how successful they do the job. Uh-huh. I was like, gosh, I don't know what chatbot is, but I know what paralegal is. And if chatbot can be a paralegal, chatbot can do anything. Let me see what this chatbot is. And that was my falling you love from first sight. I was like, I what are you? Well, what are you? That's what I need. That's what whom whom I'm looking for, chatbots. And that's when my path in chatbot work began.
0: Okay. That's when the love started, huh? That's when the attraction began. Now let's go back
1: to. And we're still in love with each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Cause you can program them to say the things you want. right. But let's, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go back before, because you said you were working and or a hotel in the Pacific American islands. Okay, first that's 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 a little bit out of the ordinary because that's very remote. It's an island that's very far from Bulgaria. And uh, how did you get there?
1: <laughs> first of all? Through internet. <laughs> I was searching for a job somewhere. Let me start from the from the point that I was a reporter. And one day I did something totally crazy. I decided to work as animator in a hotel in Turkey. So I dropped my reporter job in a newspaper. By education, I also am reporter, a newspaper and TV reporter. So I was like, okay, I, I'm just going to Turkey working as animator, entertaining people. And uh, that's when my journey into, in tourism began because I really liked the job and I didn't want to go back to the newspaper immediately. So I start traveling using cr- this, this type of profession, okay. uh, entertaining people in hotels. And from Turkey, I moved to Tunisia. From Tunisia, I moved to Morocco. And at that time, that was 2020, the internet cafe became very popular. That was the time when actually internet became a Mass service and people were kind of didn't have internet at home, so they had to go to internet cafe to search online. I remember, so, I remember
0: I, doing the exact same thing when I was living in Mexico abroad, and you would have these rows of computers, and you would pay like for thirty minutes or an hour. The internet cafes, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Exactly. And that's what I was doing on my weekend, on my day offs and weekends. I was going to internet confession searching because I love learning and I find a new instrument to learn just all different things and just click and you're somewhere else, click and you're somewhere else. It was so much fun for me. And I was like, okay, let's see what another place I can find doing what I'm doing right now, but somewhere really far away from here, from North Africa. And I found a job offer for, from the hotels in Rihanna Islands. They were looking for an animator with the English and Russian. I was like, okay, I'm Bulgarian in Africa and they're looking for somebody with the English and Russian. They would not hire me, but doesn't matter. I'll just apply. And that's how I ended up there in Mariana Islands because they hired me. Yeah. But give <laughs> me a ticket yeah. and I didn't know where I'm going actually. <laughs> so did you have
0: the interview over the internet? Like did you have a pre-interview before you went there? Just a phone call. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They call me, they say, okay, you speak English, you speak Russian, doesn't matter you're Bulgarian and it doesn't matter you're in North Africa, we'll send you tickets. So just wait for the ticket at home. So I moved back to Bulgaria, waiting for my ticket. I got my suitcase and it was one way ticket to, I don't know where, because at (laughs) that time, 2020, there was no information online where Mariana Islands, and you couldn't find them on any map in the world. They didn't exist. It was someplace somewhere there in the middle of Pacific Ocean. Okay. So like, where am I going? And what if this is a scam? And I with only one-way ticket and 400 bucks in my pocket and... Like I could be totally- Yeah, that's,
0: that's a little, that's a little adventurous, Ellie, if I say so myself. And I'm an adventurous person too, but I don't think I would ever, or ever did anything like that. So that's requires, you know, bravery on your part and that adventurous spirit. Now, I I think I heard you say 2020, but this wasn't 20, the year 2020. Was this the year 2002,
1: maybe? No, year 2000. Year Year 2000. 2000.
0: Okay. and yes. then the other the other thing you said that it was a position for and I didn't quite understand you. I it sounded like it wasn't a waiter, but it wasn't an entertainer. It was another term that you referred
1: to it. Animator. As. animator. Oh, animator. animator. Okay, animator. animator. These are the guys and girls in the leisure resorts yeah. that are doing sports, play with kids, do yes. night shows, and yes. stuff like that. That job I like, used for five years to travel yeah. in different countries those people make the experience
0: at hotels there's this resort in bulgaria on the coast we went to it this summer and last year and the best part about that experience were were the animators they got our kids dancing on the stage and singing and just having a really good time and when we went back this year we saw one of the animators and we were so like it was like seeing mickey mouse like there she is (laughs) And then we went to go say hi to her and we're like, you, you know, you really made our experience last year. And you, you could tell it was a sort of a joy that she got from just us letting her know that. Because, yeah, the food is one thing. The pools are one thing. You know, the room is one thing. But it really comes down to is is the experience. And that's something that the, the animators can make or break that experience. Okay, so you're over there. How long were you at this hotel? And obviously you, you ascended. Because you went from animator to, I guess, the GM at some point. How long exactly. was were, were you there, Ellie?
1: I was on. I worked on Maria, mariana Islands for seventeen years. Okay. I got stuck there. I went for a year, and go, it's just so easy to get stuck in tropical islands. You know, there's so, no there's so,
0: no hurricanes or no natural a big you know. They are.
1: They okay. are hurricanes. So. Even there was a hurricane after each, I live for three months without water and power. So there are disasters there, but you learn to live with that kind of nature environment. But the rest of the time you have 20, 24 <laughs> summer around yourself and tropical fruits and the beautiful lagoon with pure water, clean air. So well, there have a couple of typhoons, you yeah. know. <laughs>
0: yeah, not the type of living conditions in Sofia during the winter. I
1: uh... <laughs> Talk to me about the contrast right now outside of the window. Yeah, <laughs> So I went there for really for a short time, but somewhere after six months of working in this hotel, there was a job opening for sales and marketing department. And I was like, I don't have any sales and marketing experience, but why don't apply? And I got a sales and marketing position in the hotel. And that's when I started developing in sales and marketing area and grew up to director of sales and marketing and then to a GM of a hotel. It took 12 years to become GM.
0: Okay, okay, well, good for you. Okay, so now you're GM, but you're getting calls at 2 a.m. in the morning from customers asking you to translate that they don't want onion onion on their pizza. And you're reaching a breaking point. You're exhausted. You're getting to the point of burned out working 14, 15-hour days. You discover that, hey, chatbots is something new. It can probably relieve some of the uh, the common inquiries and questions that that you're receiving from customers. So you saw this YouTube video. You mentioned you're back in Bulgaria. What did you do next? Where did you go from there? At
1: yeah, that moment, I applied for Founder Institute Accelerator. Okay. I when I came back to Bulgaria and I was looking what to do. I ended up in the startup ecosystem here, and I started hanging out. So just to you know, you haven't been 25 years at home, so what you do, you try to network and find out where the world got by the, by the time you were in tropical islands. Yeah. So I ended up in the startup ecosystem, start networking. I didn't know what startup is. I didn't know what accelerator is. But when the founder institutes opened their season here in Bulgaria, it was like, Hey, let's apply. I'm going to learn something new and I'm going to meet new friends. <laughs> so actually my idea of getting into Accelerator was not to start a company, which happened. It was like, oh, let's see what will happen. And I was looking for my thing and my thing happened really on the second week, week in the Accelerator, I had that I entered Founders Studio with an idea about online booking system, okay. which is like 1,965 in the world, I guess, but but really I heard during at Accelerator from the mentors, I, I guess I heard the right questions and this YouTube video was just the right time, the right place, hearing the right story. And I was like, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. So what was next? The next four months in the Accelerator, I work on the concept of Omni, the the AI chatbots. So look for team people, for team for the team, for people to join, found my co-founder and found my first customer. That's what happened in the four months after this. Wow. That's my thing.
0: Okay. So you've got customers now, like hotels, I believe there's hotels and spas. You've actually got libraries, you've got dermatology clinics. There's even singers that I think is, that are using your, your Unni chatbot. Yeah. But before we get there, did you have to bootstrap everything to get this off the ground? Or did you have to get investment right from the very beginning? How, can you tell us about that?
1: We, we bootstrapped from the beginning. I, as a GM of a hotel, I had a pretty good salary. So I got, I had savings and I used my savings to start the company and to support it the first month of the development. Okay. Then. Uh, during the first year of our work we were noticed by Canadian venture fund, LoVC. VC. And uh, they give us a small investment that help us go to the death valley. And what's the death? We, va- what's the death valley? On the startup language, death valley is the time between uh, your lunch and your first customer and start getting enough revenue to support yourself. Okay, uh, you know what, the time you still you are you have more expenses than income, and that's the time when most of the startups actually die. Unfortunately, okay. not having enough money to go through this period of uh, technology development, company development. And team yeah. development and having enough customers to support yourself on your own. own. Yeah. So how long? How long they, was that period for you guys? For us, uh, w- was around two years. We started supporting ourselves. Plus, we had this small investment from low VC. And wh- where did you
0: find your technical your, your technical people? Because your background is not necessarily coding or technical, correct?
1: My background has nothing to do with technology. <laughs> I told you I, my offic- my first job was a newspaper reporter. Yeah. So I, I studied journalism and PR. Then my second education was in hospitality management. So I have nothing to do with technology, but I love learning. So I told you, I wrote my first website myself. I learned HTML to write a website to put the information for the customer somewhere, they are online. So I love technology. I think technology is really important in our life because the idea of technology is to release us from the routine so we can focus on ourselves and develop ourselves as potential. That's, that's my vision of technology. And that's actually my personal motivation, why I'm doing what I'm doing. We have to give back time back to people so people can become better human beings and people. So where I found the tech people around yourself, I look into my network and that's where I found my co-founder. Uh, he, he's an IT person with over 20 years of experience behind himself. And when I, when I work at the hotels in Moriana Island, I was looking for somebody to, for some IT projects. Mm -hmm. That's of course I look back to Bulgaria. And so the guy that is my co-founder now and buddy in crime, let's say, we worked together on various small projects, IT projects since 2003. Okay. So when I look for a co-founder, I look I look at him and not only even before looking for co-founder, I had so many technical tasks during the accelerator that I couldn't understand. Yep. So I looked for somebody just to to help me and tell me, okay, what's written here. I don't understand it. Like I have to do some tasks, but I don't know what is technical specification of your mobile app. It was like, what is this? Yeah. And I have like 24 hours to create such specification. So I look for somebody to support me. I look at, and I call him because that's an IT person I knew and I could trust. And that's how he got involved, involved in Omni. So he was in shadow shadowing me almost from day one. (laughs) And soon he became a believer into what we do and became the co-founder.
0: Okay. So during this time, this Death Valley period, what other what other obstacles were you facing? Because it sounds like you you had some savings, you had your co-founder who could take charge of the technical aspects. Were there any other big hurdles that you had to overcome?
1: Of yeah, of course. Looking for I'm I'm although I'm self a marketing person, I I knew how to sell hotel rooms and activities, but I didn't know how to sell and promote.
0: Software. A so- like. Yeah, yeah, a software product.
1: And actually I had first to learn myself what is chatbot, how it works, uh, to create my first chatbot, to be able then to explain it to customers, to be able to translate the technology language into a human one. Mm-hmm. Because one of, one of the challenges is for people also that also didn't know anything about chatbot to, to explain them in a few simple words, what is chatbot and why they need it. Okay. People are not educated. They had to get the information in a very simple way. So that was a challenge for me at the beginning and I, five years later, I'm still learning every single day because the technology developed, we develop What our team is creating and doing is changing on a daily basis. Yeah. That's, that's a journey. That's a journey, personal journey and company journey and my own professional journey too.
0: Okay. When customers discover UMni, what do they really like about it? What is one of their favorite, their favorite things? LA.
1: What I see every time when I talk to customer and or do a demo, the reaction is hundred percent the same. Everyone's like, Oh wow, but that's so easy. Like some when some people when people think about chatbot and AI, and especially when they think about AI, the okay. first first idea that comes in their mind is like I'll be back, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming here. So they, people think that this is something very, very expensive, very complicated. Something that they cannot do themselves. Something that will take them a lot of time and efforts and they have to learn a lot and become professionals in some magic there because AI is neighboring to magic for most people. And uh, when, when they start experiencing creating their first chatbot during the demo or training and stuff like that, that's what is the first reaction. They're like,
0: oh my gosh, that's so easy. Okay. So how easy is this implementation? Does it require their
1: IT people to be, to get involved? No, actually, we, I'll give you a sample with one of our customers. Customers, she is an owner of a small beauty salon. When she delivered her first baby, she said, oh, I have a lot of calls and I have a baby. I can not handle it. I need automation. So she came to us. uh, She wanted to create a beauty salon chatbot. And basically she did it in one week between feeding her baby going outside with the baby for a walk and telling her customers. Wow. That's it. You know, one week she had a chatbot and she, she's so happy now with it because just a few numbers now, 100% of the bookings go through the chatbot, especially for promotions. Some 40% of the customers are chatting and making appointments through the chatbot nighttime and she said, she doesn't remember when was the last customer who didn't show up for appointment. Because customer now can very easily cancel their appointment on time or change the date and time. So she doesn't have no show up. She doesn't remember when was the last time they didn't show up for the appointment. And she, she said now her dream is to have her chatbot physical, presented physically in the beauty salon. So she's thinking on putting some box there or some human-like toy and put that iPad there. With the chatbot, so the chatbot can handle the customer inside of the beauty salon physically there. <laughs> yeah. She wants to make the next step. That's her dream now to have a physical chatbot inside of her beauty salon.
0: That is an awesome, so that- yeah, that's an awesome story. Do you know how many hours she's probably saving a week? If you had to guess, I'm wondering.
1: I am not sure how many hours she saved per week or per month with her chatbots, but I know recently we did a calculation. Our chatbots currently this year, and the year is not over yet, just by the end of October actually, saved over fifteen thousand work hours to, to their businesses. Yeah. And we calculated like one to five minutes per customer, but we know that our customer our chatbots are saving up to twelve minutes per customer. So we talk about fifteen to thirty thousand hours this year. Yeah, saved work
0: hours. That is so days,
1: absolutely. thousands of.
0: Absolutely, yes. anything that can that can save you time and make you more productive is is a win in my in my book. Okay, a few more questions before we wrap it up here. Some personality questions so we can get to know you better, Ellie. First question: A favorite hobby that you enjoy? Oh, paper crafts. Paper crafts.
1: Yes, I love doing things with my hands, gluing, creating 3D objects, making scrapbooks, making cards. So, when I was on Mariana Islands, I used to have my own studio and even on the weekends I was doing jobs for people for for women to teach them how to do different 3D objects and uh, craft various crafts. So, I really love crafting. Okay. And another my hobby is Zumba fitness. I used to work seven years as an instructor, a Zumba fitness instructor. Really? Morian Islands. I love Zumba. I love Latino. And if if I hear the music, my body starts dancing before even I know it.
0: <laughs> you must have like so, this never-ending energy. You're working like 14, 16-hour days as a GM, and you're teaching Zumba at the same time? Really? <laughs>
1: Yes. I was doing early morning classes and late night classes. And usually I would change my clothing in the bathroom in the hotel. So a GM is walking in the restroom and a Zumba fitness girl is getting out with all bright colors, jingle bells and things like that <laughs> over <laughs> through the lobby to the ghost gym fitness for my Zumba lessons. That's, that's something that brings me joy and fun really, and makes me relax so much.
0: Okay. That is so awesome. Next question for you, and it's a fill in the blank question. Blank is the most valuable lesson they have learned in life. Blank is the most valuable lesson you have learned in life.
1: Yes. I will answer with the story. The word is do it. But I'll answer with a story. You know, I, I'm corporate girl. So when I had to make the choice to go to create uni and have my own company and just jump into, I don't know where I'm going. That was a really a fear time. I had a lot of doubts and I was like, no, would I do it? How am I gonna do it? I don't know anything. That's totally area of like out of my comfort zone. And my brother asked me a question. So what's the worst thing that can happen to you? I was like, fail. He said that's not the worst thing. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? It was like, hey, eh, what will happen after that? It was like, yeah, I'll become a GM of hotel again. So he said, is it that scary? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, you have nothing to lose to try. You know, you always can go, can go back to your old whatever you do and whatever is your comfort zone, whatever is your profession and you know well to do. But you never will forgive yourself if you don't try. You don't know what's on the other side there for you. So that's, that's one question my brother asked me, what's the worst that can happen to you? And the short answer is just do it. Yeah. That's the most valuable lesson I learned. Do it. You never know what the other side have for you.
0: That is, I love, I love that story because. He makes you look and realize what is the worst thing? Okay, I can fail and I can go back doing something that I'm I'm actually good at. So yeah, I love that story. Great story, Elitza. Thank you so much for coming on the show. For everybody listening, this is Ellie Storilova, founder of UMNI. And I will put the links to UMNI in the show notes. And it was a pleasure having you on the show and getting to know you, Ellie. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for your invitation. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, until next week. Have a fantastic week. And if you enjoy the show, tell others about it. You can also catch it on YouTube. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com, where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.